Hello, my pancake peeps, my bacon brigade. Before the show starts, take a second to subscribe and leave a review, share with some friends, and while you're listening, make sure you check out the Breakfast store with so much amazing merchandise at breakfast.com. People of Earth, if you can hear my voice, you have arrived at another episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope. I am your host, Brent Pope. My guest today is the very talented actor who hails from Venezuela, Ariana Ron Pedrique. You might know her from the telenovela Rosario Tijeras or Lip Sync Mexico, but right now she's creating a lot of buzz in her starring role in IR, a feature film that premiered at South by Southwest, and we will talk all about that. And that's not all. We had a fantastic Venezuelan breakfast from Amara Cafe in Pasadena. Mm-mm-mm. So are you ready? Because I am. We have Ariana Ron Pedrique today on Breakfast. Pick it up. Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Breakfast. This young lady just smashed the lids on all these cakes in the bakery section. That could go on a Hallmark card. <laughs> My uh, guest today. Oh, I'm going to need to hear all about that. I didn't need any extra sausage. He adds character to my crew. <laughs> Is a goat pit a real thing? What? Welcome to Breakfast with Brent Pope. Great place to hang out and good food, too. I'm always playing blue-collar guys. Breakfast. Let me screw through the pipe. I wouldn't jump up and down until we stabilize the hydraulics. I love a crawler. Yeah. All my uncles got the gout. Jalapeno slash cheddar waffles. Who doesn't love that? It's Breakfast time. Breakfast. The only show where bacon, pancakes, Hollywood. I'm your host, Brent Pope. Ariana. Hi. Ron Pedrique, how are you? <laughs> Good, how are you? That's the best I can speak, uh, uh, you know. That's uh, <laughs> amazing, I'm surprised. Oh. I love your pronunciation. Excellent. Well, you know. Thank you so much for I t- having me. I took a lot of Spanish, and I'm still not very good at speaking Spanish. So, no I don't I know. know. I read it okay. I can understand it okay. You read it okay? Yeah. Wow. I, if I read it, I can kind of figure it out. Okay. Uh, if I'm listening, if I had someone to slow it down, I can. Okay. <laughs> uh, but... Speaking it, I don't know. I'm just not good at it, but I do my best. Yeah. Anyway, welcome yeah. to Breakfast. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm really curious because you've had an interesting journey starting off in Venezuela and then uh, doing a lot of work in, in Mexico. And then now you are in the United States. What, I mean, how did this, tell me about this journey. Uh, it's yeah, like you said, it's it's a long journey. I don't even know where to start because you know, I, I at first when I started working, I was sixteen years old, and I wasn't sure what I wanted to specifically do. Right. I didn't know that I wanted to be an actor back then, so I started. I first tried modeling. I didn't like that at all. Then I started, you know, booking auditions as as a host as oh, cool. a television yeah. host so I was like sure let me have fun with this yeah. and I worked uh, as a television host for a couple of years uh, in Televen which is uh, like a big TV network in Venezuela but then I also uh, started working with E! Entertainment Television for yeah. Latin America so I you know I got it, that was one of the um, first uh, most exciting experiences that I had about my career because, you know, that job got me to go to New York to oh. cover the fashion week. So I okay. was like, this is so cool. I loved it. I remember. I But I think it was because of New York. I love New York. <laughs> New York's a great city to visit, oh, man. Wow. I don't know if I could live there. Yeah, I don't know. But, you know, like being such a young girl and being able to work in New York, that was a dream come true for yeah, sure. absolutely. But I, I wasn't sure about the hosting part. For some reason, I keep working as a host every now and then, even in Mexico. 
But it wasn't until I moved to Mexico that I found out about acting. And I was invited to be part of this performing arts school called Cefat. Um, and I studied there for four years and I had amazing teachers. Um, and I fell in love with acting. And I was like, okay, this is my passion. So hosting is a cool job, but I I am absolutely passionate about acting. I see myself doing this hopefully for the rest of my life as, right. as long as I, as I can. And, yeah, that was in 2011. And so while I was studying um, the TV network that I was working with, because I have a, I had a, I, I, I even had a, a five-year exclusivity contract in Mexico, which was very nice for someone who's trying to, you know, build up her career and... Um, at the same time, I was going through the whole political situation in Venezuela. So that was a great opportunity yeah. for me that I definitely, I was like, yes, I need to take this. And then, uh, yeah, while I was studying in, in Safat, I was lucky enough to also have the, you know, the time. They, they allowed me to work at the same time as long as it was um, acting stuff or even hosting stuff. So I was working and studying at the same time. And that's how I started building up my, my career as an actor. And yeah, so I stayed in Mexico for almost 10 years, around eight, eight, nine years. Um, and I just, I just loved acting. And then I was like, what if I try, you know, doing the next step, which right. is the U.S.? But, you know, like Floyd, the director that I just worked with, yeah. he was like, why did you go to Mexico? Why didn't you just go directly to – why didn't you come directly to L.A.? And I realized that I never allowed myself to even dream that big. At first, right. I was like, L.A., Hollywood, oh, my God. Like, yeah, <laughs> I was right. like – Nah, like that that's impossible. And you I don't know if it's something, you know, like a minority mentality. I don't know what it maybe yeah. it's just my insecurity, but I was like, I of course as an actor you dream with doing it right. at the highest place you could ever do it. So I'm interested because I know I was in the, the US Navy and when I went to Spain, my friends that spoke Spanish in the United States, uh, a lot of words were different in Spain. Mm, yeah. So it, I guess there are different dialects or they just have different specific words for specific uh, or different terms for different words. Was it like that when you went to Mexico? Was there a time of adjustment there where you had to be like figure out the local language? Absolutely. Each country has its uniqueness even if they all speak Spanish. Sometimes I, when I try to watch a, you know, a, a film from Spain, yeah. sometimes I need subtitles because they speak so quickly and their pronunciation is so different. And some of the words that they say are, you know, have different meanings than the ones that I have right. or the ones that we have it in Venezuela or even in Mexico. So, yeah, of course, I think... There's always uh, an adaptation process every time you're migrating to another <laughs> country. Right. So, yeah, that definitely happened to me in, in Mexico. And, and also, when I first got to Mexico, one thing that to me was very shocking was that 
we as Venezuelans have this idea, this crazy idea that we don't have an accent. So you're like, oh, we are the only country in Latin America that doesn't have an accent. Wrong. So when I got to Mexico, they're like, so we need to work on your accent because you cannot work if you're speaking with Venezuelan accent. Yeah. You know, all the roles that you're going to find here in Mexico are mostly for Mexican people. So you're going to have to work on that. And that took me almost like three years even being Spanish yeah but there it's so different and I I wanted to respect um their accent so well because I you know again when when you're an actor and you love acting you you want to be able to portray this character as truthfully as possible and I didn't want to you know speak half uh Right, half yeah, and half. Like, yeah, half and half. I didn't want to. Yeah, I, I wanted to respect the the characters that that came my way. So, yeah, to answer your question, definitely, there's always an adaptation process every time you move to another country. Gotcha. Well, I know you worked on a show called Lip Sync Mexico. At least yeah. that's what they call it here. I don't know yeah. if that's what the Lip Sync yeah. Mexico. So, and I, it's very similar to uh, they call Lip Sync Battles here. Absolutely, it's, it's I think from it's the same. Right. Uh, group of, you know, the same production. Right. I, I was even say. met them. They traveled to Mexico and yeah. That yeah. had to be really fun to work on that. That was so fun. And, uh, you know, like I was saying before, I, I <laughs> for some reason, hosting, you know, hosting jobs keep knocking on my door. And that was one example of it because uh-huh. I, I didn't even audition for that. But the producers called me. I was lucky that that happened. And they, you know, they were like, hey, we have you and in our list of people that might be able to work on this show. Do you want to come to the office and see what it is about? And, of course, I've I've heard of, I had heard of um, Lip Sync Battle before. Right. So I loved it. I was like, yes, I want to do this. And thankfully, they, they ended up choosing me. And yeah, we did it yeah, what along I, with Nikki Jam. Yeah, uh, what I find fun about those shows is you get to see another side of performers. Like we, I don't know. For example, Russell Crowe, we see him just acting in things all the time, and you don't know sometimes what his personality is uh, <laughs> because if you see him doing an interview, he's still doing an interview. He's still kind of working. Well, yeah. this is a chance for them to show like, oh, this is they're being a little bit maybe they're competitive about singing <laughs> or they or they have their just fun personalities come out. Yeah. Um was there were there people that really surprised you on that show where you're like, uh, "Oh, I Well, yes. I, you know, Ana de la Reguera is a huge actor in Mexico, and she was one of the our first guests in the show. And she went crazy. And she even won that show. And I, I, you know, like, I don't have one person in in my mind only because they all loved it so much. We were playing like kids. And I love that because exactly like you said, you, that's exactly right. You never see that side of people um, where you get to to just play like your kids. And that show allowed us that. That was so cool. Nice. What's the uh, what's the biggest thing that when you came to Los Angeles, like, oh, I did not think that was what was the biggest surprise you had, like just in general? Well, I the first time I came to L.A., I was like, oh, I'm going to Hollywood. Let oh, me boy. see what yep. is Hollywood. 
Okay. Oh, that's Hollywood. <laughs> that yeah. I yeah, it, it it was it was a shock. I mean, it's now I love LA, but when I first got here, I was I I didn't know what I was expecting. I right. think you know, the only idea that I had about Hollywood was based on all the shows, you know, like, oh, sure. 90210, this is Hollywood, this is Hollywood. And then you come here and you're like, oh, this is just a normal city with a beautiful sign. Um, but, you know, like, now I, I really love it. I think I also, I was going through a very tough moment with all the immigration stuff. Yeah. So I was like, what am I doing here? I miss Mexico and yeah. I need to go back. But now I I love it. And now that I'm finally a, an American resident, which was... Uh, <laughs> Great. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think that that was one thing. We found out a couple episodes. So you're familiar with Beverly Hills 90210? When I was a kid. Okay. I so we f- I found this out on the show a couple episodes back. Uh, Max Cutler was my guest, and he went to Beverly Hills High, right? Okay. And he said, you know, that's not the zip code. It's 90211 or 90212. Oh, wow. I guess maybe it just sounds better. I don't know. 90210. Yeah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I used to have these, uh, like, books with calcomanias. I don't know oh, how to yeah, say yeah. that. And, yeah. And, yeah, but I was, a, I, was, I, I was a kid, you know. Oh, but, funny. yeah, you have this idea. Were you born here? No. No, I was born in the Philippines. Uh, right, exactly. But so I, only, when you, uh-huh. I lived there for only six months. Oh, okay. So I. So you don't remember? No, how was your... I don't remember it at all. Um, yeah. yeah. And I've only been back there once. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe I should go back. I would love to go to Philippines. Yeah. Yeah. There's some, they have a lot of, I would say I like a lot of the food there, you know, and the fruit is mm. really nice there. But, and it's very tropical. I want to talk about your starring performance in IR, which is people are. Really talking well about it. It was at South by Southwest, which is a very big festival to be at. So congratulations just on being in a film there. But, I mean, you're the star of the movie. When you look at the poster, it's Ariana on the poster, you know. So um, the movie's not out yet for just, like, public consumption. So if you went to South by Southwest, you saw it. But if not, you haven't seen it. So what can you tell me about uh, the audition for this and uh, shooting it and, and, you know, what it's generally about? Well, I remember when I was in my house and I saw the uh, the audition notice, I immediately fell in love with it because I, I read that lock line and it was, you know, about Ayar, a Latina, a dreamer. Um, and I, I don't know, I, there, there was something about it that I immediately felt connected with. And I remember I even sent, you know, an actor access, there's this mission node option sure so i even wrote the casting directors like please i think i'm perfect for this i would love if you could consider me for this audition and they did and i'm so grateful that they did and so uh, a long audition process started it was like five or six different auditions between auditions and, and callbacks and meetings with the director in his house and um, in the middle of the pandemic. So that was nerve-wracking. Um, but the first audition, uh, the casting directors asked the actors to just tell a story about themselves. And that was the first time I've ever had an audition like that. You usually, as an actor, you get sights, you right. get, you know, the, the information of the character, and you perform the sights the best way that you can. But this was the first time that it was like, oh, I need to say something about me and I 
this is gonna sound very corny, but I it reminded me of La La Land, and I was like, oh, oh nice. like you know, Mia's character at the end, uh, her big, huge, big break right. with that audition. She needed to tell a story about herself so that i think that inspired me in 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 some level for sure uh when doing the the audition floyd doesn't know this yeah <laughs> he's gonna hate it probably but i was <laughs> like <laughs> but i i just loved it i was like okay let me let me be fully myself you know i like i i really wanted to be um, 100% honest. I didn't want to prepare something that seemed natural. I right. was like, I'm just going to sit in front of the camera and I'm, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about, but I'm just going to trust myself yeah. and let's do this. And it worked. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So how long was, how long were you shooting IR? How long, what was the? 13 days. Oh, wow. That's great. Yes. I mean, it's it's probably pretty intense 13 days. Yes. But, man, to get it done in two weeks, I mean, yes. that's, that's nice. Yes. I mean, the, the shooting process, yeah, 13 days. And where did you shoot? Uh, we went to Lancaster. Mm-hmm. It was all in, in L.A. Oh, we okay. went to Lancaster. Gotcha. We, we drove um, on several freeways. Like, yeah, it, it was all near Lancaster. Yeah. The that's desert. Cool. So, yeah. We went to a motel. Um and then cancer that that was that was uh, amazing because you know you are when you are in location and you're not in this made up set but you're actually in location everything feels so much more authentic and yeah. real and that was one of the things that I loved about the story as well because not only Floyd invited Vilma Vega which is the co-star the amazing co-star that I love Peruvian actor that played the role of my mom Renata on the film not only he invited Vilma Vega and and me to be part of you know to perform these yeah. characters but he also wanted us to be part of the creation of the script so to me that was a testament that he wanted to do something authentic and real and he wanted to have our perspectives as two latina immigrants dreamers you know so we can inject our experiences to the story which would only was which was only going to help the story to become stronger and yeah and more authentic so i love that and yeah that's cool um Floyd, the director, I watched a short film of his. Oh, Zion. Um, Beautiful. Yeah, Zion about, and it was a documentary about mm-hmm. a wrestler that was born without legs. Yes. It's very powerful. And I, you know, it it was great. I, I would, anyone who wants to watch it, it's a short film. I think you can watch it on Netflix, I yes, believe. Yeah. It's on so Netflix. check out Zion. It premiered on, on Sundance, and he immediately got distribution to oh, good for show him. it on, on Netflix. Yeah. 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 yeah, and you know that this is funny because when I when I when I first got the audition notice for IR, I just read that logline, and I usually don't do this. I usually read the logline, then I you know try to do my research about who the director is, who are the casting directors, the writers. But this time I, I just read the logline. I was like, oh man, please, I really want to be considered for this. And it wasn't until like the the very last phase of the audition process that yeah. I found out that it 
it was Floyd Ross, the guy who did Cyan, yeah. this documentary that me and my husband watched about a year before that edition. And I was sobbing, you know, just yeah. watching that document. I loved the documentary. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, man, I and I get I, I will get to work with this yeah. guy, this genius. Yes, I want to do this so That's badly. Great. And yeah. Well, it's cool when it works out like that when you're you're kind of a fan of somebody's work and then you get to collaborate with them and then it works out well. You know, that's uh, that's yeah. excellent. Yeah, thank you. Um, what can you tell lucky. us about the movie? Yeah. Uh, like the general – can you tell us the general plot of the movie? Yes. Okay. Yes. So this I, – I mean the story is about Ayar, a first-generation American Latina who comes back home after – Five years of a, uh, you know, uh, she attempting to get a career as a singer, as a performer in Vegas, but wasn't able to make it. So she comes back to L.A. to reunite with her child that she left behind in the first place to try to fulfill her dream. So she comes back to try to reunite with her daughter and her mom, Renata, but then Renata doesn't let a yard to see my yeah. my daughter. You missed your chance, is what she's saying. Yeah, yeah, and 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 she, you know, she uses COVID, and we don't know if it's as an excuse uh, or if it's really, you know, her reasoning, but. It, it is, in the, you know, the film is also in the middle of the pandemic, so right. it only makes it more complicated. But then Ayar is, you know, confronted with this reality where she needs to realize the mistakes that she's made in the past and, and you know, try to become the person that she wants to be so she can amend these relationships yeah. with her daughter and her mom and her family. Cool. It sounds like an interesting story, story of, like, Redemption and second chances and yeah, and I, I like how I I'm interested in films that were shot in the last year or so now that are implementing COVID into it and taking that into account so that we're not just like I I would hate to have this thing happen that's been mm. such a giant thing in the world and have it just forgotten by the arts yeah. like, it, like it didn't happen like like a black. Uh, like a blank uh, right. moment like, anyway, in, in history. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, Cut to two years later. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, yeah. <laughs> we're back at work. Yeah, yeah, no. So that's interesting to me. Well, cool. Congratulations on thank that. I can't you. wait to see it. Oh, man, thank uh, you so much. I can't much. wait for everyone else to see it. Before we go any further, look, this is what we really need to talk about. We had breakfast from Amara Cafe in uh-huh. Pasadena, lovely Pasadena. <laughs> They specialize in Venezuelan cuisine, and you were gracious enough to take me there and introduce me to food from your from your native country. Uh, it was delicious, first of all. How was it? That was good. Oh, I, I loved it. Um, I loved all of it. I remember there were empanadas, empanadas yes. that were Venezuelan empanadas. They were different. Uh, mm-hmm. The breading was thinner, mm-hmm. uh, probably a different type of bread, too. Um, With harina pan. And yeah, harina pan. That's the yeah. that's type of bread that they covered it with, and then there it's were a flour. It, oh, okay, yeah. got you. And then there were um, che- well, I would call it a cheese stick, but it's much Pequeños. better than most cheese. What is that called? Tequeños. Tequeños. Uh, <laughs> gosh, that was so good. And you could tell that so it good. wasn't just like a breading on top of the cheese; it was like a pastry that was wrapped around uh, it. It yeah, looked a delicious. little bit like for you know Americans 
pig in a blankets, which oh. <laughs> if you know what that is, it's no. a what that's is that? that is a hot dog, like little hot mm, dogs okay. that have um oh, it's almost like, like a croissant ra- roll okay. wrapped around. Okay. It. Yeah, that's okay. what it kind of looked like. It didn't taste like that. It was, no, no, it was no. yeah. Um that was really good. Oh gosh. Um Arepa. You arepa. had the arepa yeah. palpana. Yeah, and you said there's a bunch of different type arepas. Uh, yes. <laughs> palpana. Palpana? Yeah, the one that you ate. Yeah. That, that was, was, you know, how they called it. Arepa palpana. Yeah, like, that arepa was... Arepa for your friend, for, that for was, the amigo. What, what's interesting about that one is it's got the... Well, I know there's different types of it, but the one I had had the meat on the inside, and it was it was pretty salty. And But then yeah. the outside is a little kind of a sweet bread. And it's the same flour from the empanadas because oh, gotcha. it's harina pan and it's a, a corn flour. So with that corn flour, we do a lot of things. We do okay. empanadas. We do arepas. And we can do them asadas. We can do them fritas. We can, you know. Now, corn flour, is that the same as masa? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. that's what they use a lot here for like uh, uh, well, tamales I mean, and pupusas. When you buy and, it, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not sure how how it's presented with, you know, in Mexico with the tamales yeah. and, and, and these uh, other foods. But in Venezuela, you literally, you would buy the flour yep. and then you would make the masa yourself. Yeah, correct. You yeah. would pour the, the flour with a little bit of salt and water and then you would do like this. And, right. you you know, you make the masa, which is a very simple process. Yeah. But then you... But it takes a little time, right? And yeah. Then, I mean, like five um, to ten minutes. Yeah, I've seen people making tamales before. And it's, I mean, tamales always taste better if it's... From somebody's somebody made it at home, then mm. usually at a restaurant. Now the, I did have one from Portos, which is a uh, Cuban Portos. bakery that I is uh, it's pretty close to here. So you know, oh. if you guys need lunch later, you should uh, yeah. check it out. It's a Cuban bakery. I mean, everything. But wait is a minute, good. tamales aren't aren't they? They have they do have tamales there. It is Mexican, okay. but they they happen to have there. But that was one of the best tamales I've ever had. It was very moist. Oh. Okay. Uh, and st- sometimes tamales can dry out a little bit, and they tend to be a little bit dry. But this yeah. was very. But anyway, you go to Portos if you want to get like a nice uh, medianoche or uh, <laughs> yeah. you know Cubano sandwich or something like that. Oh, but yeah, there's a, that's in in this area of town. There's several Portos. Anyway, uh, and, and you know you, you know what's funny because in in Venezuela we have something very similar to tamales, mm-hmm. but we call it. Ayacas, mm. and we only serve that food during Christmas. Yeah, so it's like a seasonal food for us, and we love ayacas. It's that's that, that's like the turkey for uh, Thanksgiving, right? In the U.S., that will be probably our ayacas. Yeah, in Christmas. Yeah. Well, and I also bought some uh, hot chocolate, which is dark mm. hot chocolate, dark chocolate, hot yeah. chocolate. And that's what I had this morning before I came in for breakfast. Oh, wow. And it was delicious. delicious. Uh, it was really good. I used water. I think it might even be even better if I used milk. Um, Probably. But, you know, uh, I still enjoyed it. Uh, what What was nice. your favorite thing that we had? Oh, I loved I loved the tequeños, even yeah. if they were very dangerous to my oh, nose. Oh, yeah, they're very, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so do you want me to tell the story? Oh, <laughs> oh my God! Yes, I forgot about that. You have to tell the story. <laughs> so I've been eating tequeños all my life. And and this is like the cheese stick uh, yes, type. This is the cheese type. Stick. It's a very. It's a. It's much better than a cheese stick. But like it's a like thick, a cheese stick. Yeah, it's like yeah. a thick. It's bigger. It's thicker. Yeah, it's, it's juicier. Beautiful. Yeah. Definitely juicier. <laughs> 
So I've been eating tequeños all my life, and I take Brent to try, you know, our Venezuelan food. And then I'm like, Brent, you need to taste these tequeños. These are amazing. So I grab one. I eat it. I, you know, I take a bite of it. And then cheese, juice come right up to my nose immediately. It went right in your nose. Right like, in my It nose. was just like... Right in my nose. I was like, yeah, that was very embarrassing and funny. So then I was feeling super anxious because I wanted to keep eating the, the tequeños, but I was like, I don't want to... <laughs> you don't want more cheese? <laughs> now you're thinking like every time cheese is going to go straight for my nose. Straight in my nose. <laughs> I don't want that. So I came up with a wonderful idea and I grabbed a napkin and I put the napkin between my nose and the tequeños. And I was like, yeah, the safety net right. for the cheese juice. <laughs> <laughs> but um, my favorite thing, because, wait a minute, you ate cachito. Okay. Which, which one was, was that? Uh, yeah, the one with... Oh, the one that had the... Like it? honey. Right. You know, like, it, it, that was red yeah. with uh, chunks of yep. jam inside. Yes. Cachito, you had the tequeños, the arepa palpana, and las empanadas. My favorite were the tequeños. I love the, the tequeños. Yeah, yeah, that's the cheese ones, right? Yeah. I Even like if that. they were aggressive. I think my favorite one was the one that had the chopped up meat in it, maybe that you put the green sauce on. Oh, uh, wasn't that the, the empanada? Oh, that wasn't. The emp- that empanada was really good, but the tequeño was really good also. Those yes. are two of my favorite. Uh, I, I mean, I don't want to say that empanada is my favorite. It just sounds so. I guess basic to me, like yeah, I like the imp. Sounds like yeah, I like the empanada, but it was really good. It was different than a than it a. Great. It's yeah. not exactly the same as a as no. a typical empanada I get no. in Los Angeles here. So, yeah, thank you for taking the green oh, sauce. What was the green sauce? Wasacaca. Okay, and that's made out of. Uh, it's a secret, actually. I th- okay, what's well, so like I've the, never made. Wasakaka okay, it's a lot like the no, green like... sauce you might get at a Mexican place here, but it's not spicy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. But, but so. I think it has a little bit of avocado and green tomatoes. But I'm not 100 percent sure because oh my god, I'm a terrible Venezuelan. I haven't made wasacaca no. It's before. like but, but it's you, like you eat wasacaca every time you eat an arepa or you know uh, an ayaca or more than ayaca. Um, I told you before the the barbecue that we do. You know when we cook yeah. just simple meat in Venezuela, yep. we love to put that wasacaca with the meat and, nice. and that tastes delicious. But yeah, wasacaca. That was really good. Well, thank good. you for all the... Look, of course. And what... Here's the... I was telling my friend what happened after we ate, which yeah. is what he calls. He goes, that's just that Brent Pope magic thing that always happens, <laughs> which was, you know, we're sitting there and I and I say to you, and I know this actor because I had... Uh, first of all, I'm oh, a fan yeah. of his stuff. And I worked... I guess I, I can say I worked with him, but in the scene in the show, The Ver- Assassination of Johnny Versace, which is a Ryan Murphy show. Oh, gosh. What's his name from Glee? Darren Chris won an Emmy for that show, playing Andrew Cunanan. Probably the first person to win an Emmy for playing a Filipino character. Oh, wow. uh, of course, he had to be a murderer. I got <laughs> anyway, uh, Edgar Ramirez plays Versace in that show. He's brilliant in that show. And the scene, I did a couple scenes in that. They both got cut from the show. So you won't ever see me on that show. But I still got to work. So in this scene, Versace, spoiler alert, you know, he gets uh, assassinated. That's what the show is called, the assassination (laughs) of Johnny Versace. He's on, he's in the hospital room and they're doing CPR on him. 
And my character, his whole job was I see them doing CPR, and then I see his clothes, and I was like, oh, I'm going to sell his clothes. And I take his bloody clothes wow. and his x-rays, and I just leave. Wow. Right? And then Ryan Murphy had them write me in Ryan Murphy had them write me another scene, which is that was mind blowing. Even though it got cut, it was still mind blowing that Ryan of Murphy course. thought enough of me. They said he was doing an impression of me. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't, I'm a little afraid of that. But He's like I want to see this guy. Yeah, working. where I was, I was doing a scene where I'm talking to someone on the phone. I was like, yeah, I have, I have his X-rays, I have his clothes, I have this, and I'm trying to sell them to people. So, Whoa. so anyway, they all got cut. But I, I, since I had worked with him, we were in the same scene together. I, I felt comfortable. I said, is that Edgar Ramirez over there? And you said, yeah, well, I, I don't know him. And I said, well, I said, I work with him. Let's go, let's go, talk, you know, because so yeah. I, I was excited. I was like, like you, you had you ever confident. met? I was like, yeah, I'm going to well, go Well, have you ever met Edgar, Edgar Ramirez before? No, I was no, like, I've seen him before. Okay. Yeah, because he's like, I, I would say he, to me, he's, he's, the, he's the, the biggest Venezuelan actor in America, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. So. Um, sure. He played Roberto Duran and I think Hands of yeah. Stone. He's Hands been. Of Stone. Uh, he was he's in the remake of uh, uh, Point Jennifer Break. Lawrence. He was. Yeah, yeah he did uh, Joy with yeah. Robert De Niro. Yeah, he's he's huge. He's like, <laughs> so, oh my god. So if I work with someone, I don't have a problem going up to them. I know he was with a big group of people, and I was like, oh gosh, I think I should know a couple of these other actors too. <laughs> yeah, I don't know their names, but but it's a. I walked up and I said, hey, Mr. Ramirez. I, wor- I worked in the Versace show with oh, you. Oh, you said Mr. Ramirez. Yeah, so I did. Cute. Well, I didn't know. I don't think be too informal and <laughs> hey, call Mr. him Edgar. <laughs> so, Mr. Ramirez, I worked with you on the Versace show. And, uh, you know, when you- when they were doing CPR on you, I was the guy who stole all your stuff. <laughs> and he kind of laughed. And he was like, and then the next thing he said, I was very, it was cool. He was like, he goes, how are you? Are you healthy? And I was like, yeah, oh, my God, what a I nice guy. That. That's He nice. was really generally concerned. And then he- yeah. uh, I said, that's my friend Ariana. Yeah. Uh, and then you kind of like waved at him and talked to him for a little bit. So that yeah. was. I, you know. I spoke. I, I spoke in, in Spanish, and I was like, "I brought my friend Ren to try this Venezuelan right. food." They're like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, that's very nice." So my friend calls that Brent Pope magic because it's things like that seem to happen to me. Oh, that's I so think cool. it's a combination of like I'm always I have very noticed. I noticed. I was like, "Oh, I know that guy. I know that guy." Okay. That's I've got that eye like that. And so I'm curious, and you're also very right um, nosy, like wa- nosy, yeah. and staring at everyone. I guess that's what. <laughs> Nosy, staring at everyone. <laughs> so um, you're but, annoying. but you know, I'll describe it as magic because that's what my friend says. Uh, anyway, I thought that was, I was so happy that I was like, well, you're from Venezuela. That's got to be really cool to meet like one of the biggest yes. actors. And, and then maybe next, so maybe next time you guys are both, if you're both at that place, you can be like, oh, hi, I'm Mariana. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember yeah. you. So, you know, so that would yeah. be cool. I would love that. Anyway, I love that that happened. And uh, one of those Me magical too. things that, that just happens every once in a while when you work with somebody and Absolutely. you get to kind of engage them later when you're not working. So, Well, ow, that, that was one of the, you know, like now that you mentioned Edgar Ramirez, that was, a, you know, a huge thing that usually happens in L.A. You, you're walking down the street and then you see like, oh, that's. Joaquin Phoenix right. on his car, or I I saw like Jodie Foster or um, who Chris Pratt uh, yeah. on the restaurant that I was eating the other day. So that that's a cool thing that happens. Uh, look, it's I, like oh my god! I I was doing a comedy festival at a show and it was very late at night. The lot of maybe drinks happening, and Chris Pratt had done a show at the at the festival, or maybe he was just watching. Okay. But he's hanging out at the bar. And I was, I'm a huge fan. Parks and Rec, Guardians of the Galaxy, 
This was before Guardians of the Galaxy, I think. But he's sitting, you know, we're all having a good time. And I say, I say, hey, uh, I said, hey, um, I just want to say, I don't want to bother you. I just say I'm a huge fan of your work. And and I go, and I go out to shake his hand. He goes, he goes, no, man. <gasps> Brother's got a hug. Oh, and he, <laughs> he gives me a giant so bear. Nice. Like he's just I a, thought he was gonna be like, no, oh, no, no, no. He's a he's me. he's a nice guy. Big oh, big teddy nice. bear. That's what I would say. <laughs> wow, that's so, so cool. Yeah, but it, it is cool that you see those uh people in out all the time. I don't usually talk to them unless I'm where unless we just did a show together or something. Right. Yeah. Because you don't want to just bother people. I mean, they're out yeah. trying to live their lives and yeah. hang out too. But if I do, it, it's kind of cool to like. You know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Well, thank you for taking me to Brentfest for Venezuelan food. I loved it. Absolutely. Ariana Ron Pedrique, I need to get, before we get out of here, three quick recommendations. What is the hidden gem show or movie that you love that people may not know? I'm not sure about the part that they may not know, but I watched. A streetcar named Desire. Mm, which which one? With Marlon Brando. Oh yes, black and white. Yeah. Wow, great! I loved it. Just some, uh, I would call seminal movie moments in that, right? I loved it. Yeah, I loved it. So yeah. And it just the lighting looks cool, and but the the acting. The, Marlon Brando in his white beater shirt. Is, you know, <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, that's great stuff. What is the show or movie that you watch just for fun? Hi, I'm Dave. Hi, I'm Dave. What is that? You haven't watched I'm Dave. Wait, is that the guy that's the rapper? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Is that the guy that says Lil Dicky or something? Yes. Oh, my God. He's so funny. Yeah. yeah. I almost forgot about that. You know, like it's funny because I usually watch drama shows or films in my house. And I, I love drama. But yeah. then me and my husband found... Dave, we we're like, oh, okay, let's give it a try. I yeah. was, yeah. I was laughing like, ha, ha, I couldn't stop myself. Like, I, I really loved it. I, I think he's very talented. Oh, that's cool. He is. He's a great rapper, man. Oh my god, and, and I love that he's so different. Like, oh, yeah. he's yeah. like, I yeah. am different. Yeah. I'm a Jewish rapper. Yeah, that it's not gonna show you my bling bling. Right. I'm gonna have my, you know, my flower shirt, and yep. I'm gonna rap. Yeah. He does the whole For thing. For like six minutes. Right. And he's making a straight. I, I don't know if I saw it. It was on the show or if it's outside of the show where he like made, he tried to make a music video for no money basically. And he just got all these people and he's like, would you just be in it for five seconds? <laughs> and he put it all together and it looked amazing. It's like all favorites. And I, and I love how he, I mean, this is going to, I don't know. It's also inspiring in a, yeah. in a way because the guy is a dreamer and he's right. like, I'm going to do something that seems impossible. I'm going to try to do something yeah. that, you know, you wouldn't see someone that looked like me. Right. Doing it, yeah, and I don't care. I'm gonna do it. So in a way, that reminded me of me because I was like, okay, I don't look Latina according to Hollywood standards of what a Latino Latin yeah. X person should, quote unquote, look like. So when I saw that, I was like, if he can do it, I can do it as well. You know, like yeah. it, it was a little reminder that I'm in the right path. Yeah, yeah. as it was IR, of course. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, that's uh, yeah, that, that's a good one. What is the show or movie that inspires you? So many. But lately, I've watched over and over again 
Kramer versus Kramer. Oh, God, that's a great one. I yeah. love that movie. Yeah. I also watched Rain Man. But, you know, Kramer versus Kramer was something. It's something that I that I can watch and it never gets old. And I love Meryl Streep. And I love Dustin Hoffman. And yeah. I love the story. And I, uh, yeah. But I also found another one called Life Ahead. What is that? It's a it's a film on on Netflix okay. with Sofia Loren. Oh, oh so, you need. To oh, watch is this it. a recent? Yes, I saw it the other day because I was like, oh, that's my wife was watching. I was I was kind of in and out, so uh, no, maybe you, I'll go back gotta, and watch it. It was yeah, great. She it's and she beautiful. still looks great. She she's beautiful. Yeah, she's, she's beautiful. Beautiful, but more than that, she's so talented. Oh, of course, she's just yeah. like she's a. I mean, she's a living Sophia legend, Loren. right? Yes. Was, yeah. Yeah. Sophia Loren. I mean, and but the kid, the kid that plays in the film, that's that was his first film ever. Oh wow! And he's great too. I also think her name. I think almost any woman given the chance would would switch names and be Sophia <laughs> Loren. It's such a cool name, <laughs> Sophia. What's your name, Sophia Loren? Sophia I, I would Loren. do it too. Like I'm French, <laughs> Sophia Loren. That's my name. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is cool. So, uh, yeah, today on Sophia Laurentfist. <laughs> it works. I'm going to change oh, my name yeah. to Sophia Loren. Change the show to Laurentfist. Uh, <laughs> well, that's great. Thank you for those. Thank you for those recommendations. Uh, they're, they're great ones. Yeah, I dig it. If you would like to get more Brentfast stuff, such as pictures of Ariana Ron Pedrique and I enjoying our Brentfast from Amara Cafe, go to my website, brentpope.com. You can listen to all the Brentfast episodes there. You can see clips from all my TV appearances. And finally, you demanded it, a Brentfast store with a bunch of fun stuff, shirts, mugs, stickers, masks, perfect for any occasion. People of Earth, do yourself a favor by picking up something from the Brentfast store. You will be very, very glad you did. On social media, you can hit me up on Instagram at Scoops Pope. Give me a follow, and if you have a breakfast question, ask away. And make sure you follow my Facebook actor page. And if you like the show, please subscribe, leave us a review, share it with friends. It's very helpful to the show. Breakfast is being enjoyed all over the United States and in over 36 countries covering six continents. And trust me, my omelet omnivores, my coffee cohort, we are just getting started. Special thanks to my editor, the one and only Rosemary Brown, for all the breakfast slicing and dicing. Much appreciated. Big ups also to my studio engineer, Daniel Erickson, for making me sound so good. <laughs> Ariana Ron Pedrique, what is next for you and where can we find you on social media? Oh, okay. Social media at Ari Ron Pedrique. You can find me on Instagram. And now I'm also on Clubhouse. Yeah. Uh, I'm currently working with a Venezuelan producer and writer, friend of mine. Um, two feature films that we have on the table and I've been helping him uh, edit the the scripts of those and if we're lucky and if everything goes as planned we might be filming one of those soon cool yes and I also have a potential offer from a Mexican producer to be the star on a feature film by the end of this year so let's see what happens sounds good Yes. All right, keep that momentum going. Yes. Well, Ariana, thank you so much for coming into the studio. It's <laughs> delightful you, to talk to people me. face-to-face. Yes, absolutely. This hasn't happened too much lately, but I'm, I'm very excited. Um, and <laughs> I, I love your story. I love where your career is going, and I can't wait to see IR. It's uh, It sounds amazing. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, you're welcome. And with that, we put another Venezuelan hot chocolate-worthy episode of Breakfast with Brent Pope in the old to-go bag. See ya. <laughs>